And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, November 10th, and whoo, what a ride the markets took yesterday. Uh, after Pfizer announced that there are some vaccine results that put us on target to really get this virus under control, stocks soared. The Dow is up 1,600 points in the pre-market. Now, it closed off the best levels of the day, up 834 points, almost 3%. The S&P 500, it was a 1% move. The Nasdaq actually slid 1.5%. There's a rotation trade for you. As you might expect, the sectors that sold off the most over the springtime reverse course in a big way, airlines, cruise operators, theme park operators, casinos, sit-down residents, all up big. Energy giants moving higher. That's amid hopes that consumers and businesses will be driving and flying sooner than expected. And then, of course, the pandemic stay-at-home trade. The Pelotons, the Zooms, the Teladoc Health, they sold off sharply. But all in all, as always, what do we tell you? It's just a day. It was probably a bit of an overreaction. After all, we have a long time between now, when the economy still has 10.1 million fewer jobs than we had at the beginning of the pandemic, and getting to the vaccine. So buckle up. It is going to be a bumpy ride. Politics aside, it's still going to be a bumpy ride. And that means all you need to do is take care of what you can take care of, your financial life. All you need to do is send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to tell us if you'd like to join us on the air. That is what Indira did. She is calling from New York. Indira, welcome to Jill on Money. How does it feel to hear Mark's voice for the first time? <laughs> Great, both of you. Great. Tell me what is going on in your financial life. How can I help you? Sure. Thank you. Well, I'm age 61, single, and no dependents living at home. I've been working for a Fortune 500 company for the past 36 years, and unfortunately, I was laid off in June. Uh, there was a great severance package, and I was eligible to retire at that time. When I left this company, I left my 401k with them. I did not roll it over. And I have about 924000 in that 401k. I then started as a contractor full-time in another company. 
and I opened a new, a brand new 401k with them. And mm-hmm. presently there's $3,000 in that 401k. The new company does not match a 401k and I'm contributing 15% of my salary into that. Great. This all is fantastic. I'm so glad you got, I mean, it's amazing because I'm. It's, it's so great to hear that there's a 60 year old person who gets laid off who can then keep working. It's amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. So my main question is, should I take some more risk in one or both of my 401ks because I hope to retire in another two years and longevity runs in my family? And I know that these accounts need to keep growing, uh, hopefully another 30 years or more. And I usually uh, tend to be on the the middle of the road side for risk. And I'm wondering, maybe I should take a little bit more risk on one or both. Okay. Let me ask a couple of questions. The old 401k, where is that held? What investment company is the 401k held with? The old one is with Fidelity and it's in a target retirement fund of 2030. Okay. Got it. And the new one? The new one is um, with Fidelity also, and that's in a target date fund of 2025. Okay. So you like the target date funds for ease of management. You don't want to start going into building up portfolio and going into like, I want this and this fund and that you you like the structure of a target date fund? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Will you be entitled to any other income when you do retire in a couple of years. So um, not social security, but any pension? Yes, I'll be receiving a pension starting January 1st of next year for um, $2,000 per month for the rest of my life. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And what about your social security? Do you have a um, an estimate of what you might receive at your full retirement age? At full retirement age, I don't remember the estimate but and that's because I'm my goal is to take it at seventy. We'll do the seventy. How much at seventy? Seventy is thirty two hundred a month. Okay. So forgetting about the gap between when you retire and age seventy for a second, if you looked at thirty two hundred plus your pension of two grand a month, how does that seem in terms of your house your your needs for your expenses? Like, is this fifty two hundred bucks a month? Is that a lot? Is it a little? Is it you know, or do we need more money from the portfolio itself? I think in the first few years of retirement, I'll probably be needing more because I'm planning to relocate and I might have two homes, two maybe two rental homes. And I hope to do a lot of traveling in my early retirement years. I think later on, maybe I'll slow slow down a bit. Yeah, like when you're 90, maybe. Sounds like you got with that longevity. I mean, what are we going to do, right? True. Um, okay. So right now, what are the expenses that you would think about right now in terms of that 63 to 70? How much a year do we have to pull out of your accounts to get you, you know, so you'll have 2000 a month coming in, but then there's this seven year period where we got to obviously make sure that we get some money to you. So tell me a little bit more about what your plan would be to fund those gap years. I was thinking that I would pull from one of my 401ks or my IRA or sell stock in the gap years. Wait a second. What is the other IRA? How much is in there? 
176000 Okay. And is there any money in non-retirement accounts right now? No. Did you say you were going to downsize? Or are you going to, what, what's, what's, okay. Yeah, going to downsize. I'm hoping to sell my house next year. And after paying off the mortgage, I hope and pray I will pocket about 100000 Okay. So the first thing I would say is um, that 100000 is probably the, the best source of funding going forward for those gap years because it's money that's already been taxed, right? So it will be there for you. I guess the other question I have, any other just general um, either investment accounts, cash reserves, CDs, anything that's non-retirement that you haven't accounted for yet? Yes. And, and this is something I don't wish to happen soon. At the passing of my mother, I expect to inherit about 100000 from the sale of her condo. Okay. But yeah, that does. I mean, that's, I wouldn't bet on that either. Right. Cause you never know. Right. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, first of all, I just happened to look up the fidelity target fund of the freedom 2030 fund and it has plenty of risk in it. I mean, it is about a 70, 30 fund, meaning 70% in stocks about it's, it's a little bit tilted more towards domestic than international, but and, you know, but it, it ends up being 70% stocks and 30% bonds. That's plenty. I would not take more risk than that if I were you. I really wouldn't. Okay. And in fact, even in the new 401k, I'm not even sure you're like, you don't need to take more risk. I don't think that that's the issue. So in fact, I'd probably back off on that and make that a 2030 fund as well. Oh, but let me ask you another question. You're maxing out this new 401k, right? Do you have a Roth 401k option? I don't know. That would be something I would look into. How much are you earning with this new in the new gig? About sixty four thousand a year, sixty three thousand a year. That sixty three that covers your needs right now, right? Oh, yes, more than enough. I'm going to make a, a a crazy suggestion. You might think it is crazy, but I think <laughs> it's probably right. All right, I would not be so hell bent on putting so much money into your new four hundred one k. I would be much more interested that while you are in the 22% tax bracket or so, which is where you are right now, that I would be paying the tax that's due on my money. And I really think you need to beef up your non-retirement assets. And that means I want you to have a bigger emergency reserve fund. It means that I want you to start planning for those gap years. And to do that, it's better for you right now to take that money, get the money in your hands, put it into something boring, fine, I don't really care. But I am concerned that if you don't have the ability to float those seven years, you're going to invade these retirement accounts that need to be taxed when you pull the money out, that has there is going to be a tax burden. And it's not as if, I don't think your tax bracket's going down substantially because you're going to have the pension and you're going to then start pulling money out of your accounts. So I'm a little bit, you know, I'm at sixes and sevens because I, I know you you want to try to put more money away for retirement. I guess I'm suggesting that if you could put the money away and fund those years, that 63 to 70, that would probably be make me more comfortable for you. It has nothing to do, like the risk in the portfolio is not something I think you need to worry about. You don't have to ratchet up the risk. It's the other direction. It's that I need you to get more liquid. And if you could get more liquid before you retire, it's all the better. And of course, I would be remiss in not saying 
that every year you work, your retirement picture looks better. So, you know, one more, if you say, oh, I'm going to retire at 63, and then you're like, hey, you know what, I'm having fun, or I'm only doing, you know, I'm, I'm working so enough so that I can travel and not pull any money out of my portfolio, that would be great too. So I think you're in great shape. I really do. But I think that it's those gap years that that will put some pressure on you. And, and I would not increase your risk right now. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for playing with us. It's been a great pleasure. And I also want to congratulate you again on being a woman who has remained in the workforce for all these years and you got another job. I just, I'm so psyched for you. That's great. I don't want you to give it up. I hear that in me. I'm like, I don't want you to give up that job. All right. Give us a shout back if you need anything else. Thank you. If you would like to get on the air with us, just like Indira, all you need to do is send us a note. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com or if you're on our website at jillonmoney.com, you can click the contact button. Hey, while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark works very hard on that. It goes out every Friday. And please, if you wouldn't mind, leave a rating, a review. It works. Don't ask me why. Mark says it works. As always, we would like to remind you to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing, and to please put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Try to be there for somebody today, even if you don't feel so good. I promise if you do it, it will make you feel better. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.